Welcome to the Messy Middle podcast and radio show presented by Mother and Founder Co. Each month, guests are invited to share their version of the messy middle and the lessons they've learned along the way. Whether you're in the messiness of growing a business, healing from trauma, or navigating the wild world of parenting, this show is a must. We are excited to celebrate the messiness of life and business with you. And now, let's settle in as host Jen Burwell connects us with today's guests. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Messy Middle. I think I get excited every show, um, but I am super excited today because I get to introduce you to two fantastic gentlemen that I met only a few weeks ago and was like, oh my gosh, I need to learn more about them. So thank you for coming. We have Dr. Todd Beck and we have co-founder Dr. Carson Wild of Edified Chiropractic, both co-owners. Mm-hmm opening soon, which we'll get to, but welcome. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yay. So like the title says, The Messy Middle, we love to talk about the messiness of just life and growing a business and what your journey looked like. If you've ever listened to the podcast, How I Built This, Mm -hmm. it's one of my most favorite, like the story behind the business. That's what we love to talk about here. And then of course, your wonderful business, because I really want more and more people to hear about the work you're doing, because I think it's so incredible. But we like to always start with just kind of who you are, where you came from, where you grew up, what's your background. So flip a coin, who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah, I can go first. Okay. So uh, Dr. Todd Beck, I'm from Blackfoot, Idaho, mm-hmm. a small town in the middle of nowhere. We actually have the Idaho Potato Museum. It does exist. It's the smallest oh. museum known to mankind, but <laughs> you can stop and take a picture in front of the giant spud they have outside. But uh, cool. born and raised there, southeastern Idaho. Went to undergraduate in at BYU Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, Brigham Young University, and then pursued chiropractic uh, afterwards. Uh, postgraduate mm-hmm. in Dallas, Texas, at Parker University. So, what brought you to Dallas from Idaho? Yeah, so uh, many many years ago, I served as a missionary for our church, mm-hmm. and I served in Dallas, Texas. So I spent two years there, and then came back, did my undergrad, and then when I realized there was a chiropractic school in Dallas, it just kind of made sense to go back. Yeah. What do you like about Dallas? I've only been there once, very briefly. Yeah. So, like, what's the highlight? You can't go wrong with barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so good. good. Mm-hmm. So many options. And uh, they also have a famous gas station that's world famous called Bucky's. Oh. It's on the outskirts of Dallas, so you have to be going on a road trip to, to find it. But uh, it's like a convenience store and gas, probably the largest gas station you could ever find. They have 100 plus fu- uh, pumps probably like a hundred plus yes it's like massive. bigger than a QT it's yes. massive yeah oh my gosh <laughs> it's kind of like the Costco of gas stations yeah. whoa yeah we just traveled on a road trip to Pennsylvania and they have like Wawa's which apparently is like a thing okay. like people are obsessed with their gas stations everywhere we went they're like but have you been to I hope I'm saying this right have you been to a <laughs> Wawa like I don't know what that is, but when I saw it, it was like huge and yep. big. Like you could get anything. There was like restaurants inside the gas station. Yep. Yeah, everything Whoa. made in store. Yeah, probably pretty comparable to Bucky's. Yeah. Well, when I when my parents went to uh, to visit Dallas, that was their favorite part. I mean, we saw so many cool <laughs> things. Right, we saw historical sites. We saw different did different fun activities in Bucky's. The gas station was their favorite spot. So that's amazing. <laughs> Great. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Carson. Yeah. So I am originally from Pleasant Grove, Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth of eight kids, came from a big family. Wow. And that's, yeah, where I grew up. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, my father is actually a chiropractor. 
And so I was blessed to, you know, experience chiropractic care my entire life. And it was when I was in my undergrad at BYU Mm -hmm. in Provo that I decided to pursue chiropractic as a profession. And so similarly, moved out to Dallas. I uh, explored the campus, got a tour Mm -hmm. of the facilities and just got to know Parker University where we went a little Mm -hmm. bit better. Had heard great things from everyone from Texas, how much they love Texas. And sure enough, recognizing that it was a warmer climate than Utah, great school, and then tried some barbecue on my way out. I was like, this is the place to be. Yeah, it's funny when you just like know, right? Did you tour multiple schools when you were looking for chiropractic schools? Yeah, there's probably probably anywhere eight to 10 chiropractic schools here in the United States. And being from Utah, originally looked somewhere a little bit closer. Mm. There was one I... Looked into a little bit, but it was in it was in Iowa. Mm. I wanted to get away from the snow. <laughs> yeah. like, mm. So Texas seemed like a great option. Yeah. And so I'm assuming you guys met in chiropractic school. Tell me about how you guys met, like how you became friends yeah. and now business partners. Like what's that story? Yeah. So we were just through our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just joined a Facebook group mm. um, and was looking for a roommate in Dallas when I was planning on moving down. And Carson reached out, and we cool. got a, an apartment and just were roommates the entire time that I went through school. Uh, he was a year ahead of me in school, mm-hmm. so he was he knew all the ropes and all the tough classes. He would kind of warn me as, as oh, things would be nice. coming up. Mm-hmm. So I had that benefit. And then separately, we each got kind of interested in the same techniques, mm-hmm. the same type of office, and uh, same clubs, just involved with a lot of the similar crowds. Mm-hmm. And as we got closer, as I got closer to graduation, it became more of a conversation of, hey, we should consider doing this together and, and maybe go a little bit closer to home, but I think we'd be a good team for for practice. So Yeah. So I come from a family of entrepreneurs, and then mm-hmm. a large part of my professional career was working for a family-owned business. So it was father and son. It was actually the owners of this building. Mexix is where I worked wow. for eight years. Really? And I got to work under the father and son. And there's, so family dynamics are a lot different than friend dynamics, <laughs> but there is dynamics there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So how do you guys manage that? Like between the friendship and the business and like, what what does that look like? Yeah. yeah, great question. And one of the things that we did, like you said, towards his end of school is when we really started having that conversation. Because mm-hmm. I was previously working in a different clinic just mm-hmm. north of Dallas. And because of the year difference in timeline, we were like, wait, we kind of want to make this happen, but how are we going to make this work? Yeah. And so one of the biggest things that we kept coming back to was that friendship mm-hmm. and that being the top priority. Yeah. Um, obviously, as business owners and co-owners of a company, we wanted to make sure that that was always going to be first. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's all these legal documents, mm-hmm. operating agreements, things that you need to create when you're establishing a business. Yeah. But we also established like a personal operating agreement, I things that we that. wanted to hold each other accountable to, how we wanted to interact mm-hmm. as friends. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that at any point down the road in this fun opening a business <laughs> journey, that we'd always come back to you, okay, what matters most yeah. is our friendship, that relationship, and then we can figure out all the business things after. That's so cool. I love that. And I love that it's both combination because I work with a lot of business owners who have partners with families or friends, and they're afraid to put those legal documents in place mm. because, oh, then that means like there's something. But I can't tell you how many times, like, you, the goal is to get everything clear and on paper and everyone agrees and then put them away and hopefully you never need them. Right, right. Because opening a business, as I'm sure you guys can attest to, <laughs> is stressful. No, a little bit. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. sometimes we don't show up as our best selves. And so 
when you have those documents, that's important. But then this personal operating agreement, I really love that because there's so many assumptions that we have in our heads or we assume things or we assume we're on the same page and that might not work. Um, I have another business that I do with my one of my really good friends and we don't have a personal operating agreement, but you're inspiring me because <laughs> our friendship, like you built when you really care about people, right? Yeah. You don't want it to get ruined by business or or whatever. So it's it's so cool that you guys have that. And foundation. it's just the idea of having the tough conversations before mm-hmm. they become a tough yes. conversation. You know, we we had some really candid conversations about okay, what does it look like in five years? What does mm-hmm. it look like in ten years? Um, how is our dynamic going to change? How is the yeah. office going to change? And so it was just good to sit down and mm-hmm. put it on paper and then go back later and say, okay, we talked about this. You know, what what did we decide at this yeah. time that we were going to do to resolve this? So so good. I think that's a really smart idea f- um, for you guys. So tell me a little bit about your practice. You're a, mo- a little less than a month out, yeah. right, from mm-hmm. opening your doors. Yeah. So tell me all about your practice, your philosophies, everything. Yeah. So our office is called Edified Chiropractic, Mm -hmm. and it is a scriptural term. Mm -hmm. So Edified comes from the root word Edified, which is to instruct or improve someone morally or intellectually. And so when we were thinking about how we wanted our office to look, how we wanted it to run, uh, the type of interactions we wanted to have with the people that came into our office, that idea of educating, empowering, Mm And edifying everyone who comes into our doors was was really a common thread that we tried to incorporate. And so mm-hmm. anyone who comes into our space and sees our office or gets under care, our, the goal is that they walk out having been edified. So every interaction they have with mm-hmm. a team, with us, um, we just want them to be uplifted when they leave. And so if, if, if anyone comes in, hopefully they can see that kind of threaded throughout our entire practice, just that idea of educating and empowering, because there's a lot of false information, specifically about health. And so our, our goal is to kind of bridge that gap and help people know what resources they can turn to and maybe get some some resources for questions they've had or maybe a different approach that they want to take to be a little bit more holistic about their health um, and kind of being a guiding and inspiring person in that process. So. I love that so much. Um, that's a lot to take into. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering... I know from the conversation that we had. So first, I sh- we should tell listeners how we met. So yeah. we were at um, a market um, in the Chandler area a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we were neighbors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got to chat. And I just, I could tell by the way that you guys present yourself and the way you were talking to people that that your energy is just different. I'm really like, I'm a tr- I think we all are, but I'm pretty attuned to energy and like who's positive and uplifting versus like, you know, down and negative. And we all have those days, but it just mm-hmm. seemed like, you guys were there to help people, right? And to really spread the message and to just be a good resource, even if they were going to be a client or not. Yeah. And that was very apparent to me. And then just your kindness to everybody, like it was just really, really apparent. So, and then we were talking about like you creating your space and, you know, just the, the trials and tribulations of, of <laughs> doing messiness of, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing TIs and all of that. So I have lots of questions about that, but the thoughtfulness in the way that you were picking the materials and the things in your space. Can you talk to me a little bit about that process in under the umbrella of like having people feel something when they walk in? Yeah, like to what Dr. Todd was saying specifically is we want them to have a different type of experience. Mm. You know, the moment they walk in our front door, they're going to be greeted by ourselves or a team member smiling at them. We want to create that environment of healing because mm-hmm. we know there's so many different facets to it, right? There's physical yeah but there's also 
you know, emotional Mm -hmm. stresses and different things like that that people are constantly being bombarded with. And if they can come into our space Mm -hmm. and it's a welcoming environment, it's a place where they know their body's healing, then that's when that mission truly Mm -hmm. is accomplished. Yeah. They're edified. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we're going to assess the function of their nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. we'll, We'll use that term a lot today and in every interaction that we have is that we're neurologically based because we know that the nervous system controls everything. Yeah. And so if they can be educated, they can understand, they can, you know, learn more and trust their body again mm-hmm. through neurologically based care and then have a different type of experience than they've ever had mm-hmm. in a chiropractic office. That's our goal. And like you mentioned, it even comes down to the colors of the walls, yeah. <laughs> you know, even the all the DIY stuff that we're mm-hmm. building. We just want to create that environment where people feel like family where they feel like they can heal and have that established for them. Yeah, that's so important. So my my, one of my first degrees was in in interior design and color psychology and how colors make us feel is so important. So I think that's really smart to be thoughtful about that. So I have a lot of questions about chiropractic care. That's really why I brought you here, just to (laughs) have an hour. We're ready for it. We're ready. So I think there is a lot of misinformation or misunderstanding. Because what I believed for really until recently that chiropractic care is like when you get in a car accident or I injured my hip when I ran track and so I went to a chiropractor. Like it was very like fix a problem, your back hurts, you get hurt at work and then that's what you use a chiropractor for. What I am learning and what you guys have helped me learn a lot about is that's not the only thing and point of chiropractic. So can right. you, for people who are on the same learning curve as me, can you kind of explain the power of chiropractic, especially with a f- uh, focus on the nervous system? Yeah. So there's definitely different approaches that you can take. There, There is that type of neck pain, low back pain, post like a rehab mm-hmm. car accident type of approach. And chiropractic works. That's something that we, we need to just clarify. Whatever technique, whatever approach you use, mm-hmm. People come into the office, they get adjusted, and they get better, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the bread and butter of, of the chiropractic profession. But we have some additional certifications for pregnant moms, for pediatrics. Um, mm-hmm. Those are kind of our, our target populations that we really want to help because a lot of times, like a, a little kiddo who's been born for seven weeks or two mm-hmm. weeks and is super irritable, can't sleep, has a hard time feeding, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many different scenarios that a, a little kiddo could be experiencing and they can't communicate that effectively, right. what they're experiencing and what's going on neurologically or what the, with their nervous system. And so uh, in our office, we, we want to be neurologically based and take a neurological approach. And so we actually have technology in our office um, that is specific to assessing the nervous system. And it's safe for everybody, kiddos, pregnant moms, grandma and grandpa, everyone in between, right? And so on the first day in the office, there our practice members are going to come in and they're going to receive three different assessments that kind of give us a snapshot of how their nervous system is adap- mm. adapting to stress. Mm-hmm. It's very safe, non-invasive, and it's before they get adjusted, right? So mm-hmm. that first day is really just for us to data collect and mm-hmm. make sure that we have a good understanding of any past traumas or current stresses or past stresses that are contributing to how their nervous system is responding. And then we also have x-rays. We have an x-ray room in our office as well so that we can just have a really objective way to assess the nervous system. And then when they come back on their second appointment, we will have kind of explored what's going on and then the care that we're going to recommend so that moving forward, we are always tracking their neurological response based off of the chiropractic adjustments. Mm -hmm. So we don't have any other therapies or any other uh, modalities in our office. We're just adjusting because we know that that's what works. And Mm -hmm. so when someone's been under care for a few months, we do a reassessment of those same neurological assessments. They can see change objectively. 
right? Then we can prove and help help them understand the connection between neurologically based chiropractic care, taking a nervous system approach, and how that is helping them heal and respond better. That's so awesome. I have a lot more questions, but my first question is in my circles, my friend circles, and in my profession, I have a lot of new moms. Mm. And a lot of my, many of my friends are are becoming more open to chiropractic care for their newborn because of the reasons you mentioned. Yeah. But I have a lot of people who are like, that scares me to death. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to a new mom who has a baby who's experiencing some of those things, like just irritability, not feeding, like some things that are a little above like baseline newborn stuff? And so two questions. One, what would you say to that mom? And then two, do you recommend chiropractic care for every newborn? Great questions. Yeah, Yeah, to the start to the first one, I'd say we always lead with education, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Dr. Todd mentioned, we know that the birth process can be traumatic, not only for mom, but very traumatic for baby Mm -hmm. as well. And so in that educating, we truly open their eyes to the stresses that are currently being placed on their baby. Because I think as as a community or as, you know, as population as a whole, we kind of expect, oh, babies are just irritable. We yeah. accept that as normal, right? right? Oh, my baby was colicky for mm-hmm. the entire— They'll grow out of it. Right. Yeah. They'll yeah, grow out of sure. it. Well, the thing is, we know that people don't grow out of these dysfunctions. Mm. They, they just grow into something different. So what that looks like as somebody as a two-year-old versus a five-year-old, right? Yeah. It becomes more of like maybe a sensory thing yeah. or the other health concerns that truly— stem from those initial disruptions in their nervous system that just weren't checked. Mm. And so we want to educate and allow them to see, okay, just because I was told some of these things my baby is experiencing are normal, Mm -hmm. it's not. You know, babies are designed to do three things, eat, sleep, and poop. (laughs) We joke with parents all the time that that's... (laughs) That sounds about right. That's about right. Those (laughs) are their three main goals. And if there's anything that's disrupting those three things, we'd love to get their nervous systems Mm. checked. And so it's a different approach from, like you mentioned kind of earlier, more of a pain-based yeah. reason to see a chiropractor, but function. Where, yeah. where you don't chase symptoms, we chase dysfunctions, we mm. measure that, and we see that improvement in even newborns. Okay. And to your second question, should all newborns be checked? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, did they have stress on their nervous system while they were being born? They did. Yeah. No matter what type of birth it was, mm-hmm. whether it was a home birth, whether it was, a, you know, a, more of like a natural water birth. Um, or if they were even had a, a C-section or there was an intervention, even more reason for them to get checked. Yeah, that's a good point because what I've heard too in some of my mom circles is, well, I had a C-section, so the baby didn't necessarily experience trauma coming out mm-hmm. of the birth canal. But I've had I've experienced birth both ways. And I would say that both babies had an impact on their nervous system, right? Yeah. Because I can't imagine like being surgically removed from somebody yeah, would be... Right. And to that point, you ask somebody, well, have you seen a video of a C-section? Yeah. It's very traumatic, Mm -hmm. right? And there's so much twisting and turning on baby's neck just to get them into this world. Mm -hmm. And we're happy that they made it. We know there's a time and a place for modern medicine. For sure. And for different procedures and things like that. But Mm -hmm. based on those videos, you would assume, yeah, their nervous system definitely needs to be checked. And and for a mom who might be nervous about chiropractic care, um, the the great thing about our office and our approach is that we have the assessments that allow for us to, before any adjusting has occurred, we're able to see if there's any stress on the nervous system and then help pour into them and educate them about Mm -hmm. how pediatric chiropractic care is different from Mm -hmm. adjusting an adult, right? It's much more like checking the ripeness of an avocado or a tomato. Mm -hmm. And so our approach and the, the training that we have helps us be very distinct and very different. 
because we, we understand what it's like to build trust with a two-year-old that, that might mm-hmm. have stranger danger mentality, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so just establishing trust and helping build not only for the patient, the kiddo, but also for, for mom and dad um, is huge. Yeah. So how did you guys get interested in this um, modality of chiropractic? Like what, where's the passion? Like why, why is this passion here for both of you? Yeah, we had some great mentors mm-hmm. in chiropractic school who, it, it seems so simple, right? There's there's so many different approaches w- within the profession mm-hmm. and you can have so many different types of therapies and, and techniques. And we were, we were fortunate enough to be really rubbed shoulders with some offices and some docs who just adjust. And they believe in this, the principle of chiropractic and what it was mm-hmm. designed to originally do, right? The f- philosophy and just seeing in action, right? Seeing an office that, that doesn't have to have all these different things that is able to just focus on the one thing that we went to school for, that we were trained for. Yeah. And then to become an absolute expert at just that mm. and see miracles and have people who have really given up hope about their health and maybe mm. something that they've dealt with for years and being able to see a successful practice just based around that was really inspiring for me. And I know it was for Dr. Carson and mm-hmm. That was one of the clinics that he, the clinic that he was working in after he graduated was was very focused on the principle of chiropractic, and it just kind of lit a fire in us, and we were like, man, we could do this, you know, we could we could bring this to an area that doesn't have it, yeah, and and really make an impact. That's really cool. So, by saying that, is it not common in Arizona? Your modality is this a new? So the technique that we yeah. use in mm-hmm. our office. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely um, not super common um, mm-hmm. in the Valley. There are some other offices mm-hmm. that use the technique that we use. So the technique that we use is called torque release technique or oh. TRT for short. It is a very neurologically yeah. based or focused yeah. approach and analysis to measuring and seeing how the nervous system is functioning during each and every adjustment. Um, and so to kind of explain it briefly, the, you know, patient practice member would be laying down in a, in a face-down neutral position on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually check a reflex at their ankle, right? We push down on their feet, activates what's called the Achilles tendon, mm-hmm. sends a signal or a message all the way up to the brain mm-hmm. and all the way back down. And we're actually able to check that reflex, similar to kind of like that knee-jerk reflex you do to the doctor. Yes. You're probably always asking like, why did you just hit my knee? Yes. Cool, like, I curious. get it, right? <laughs> but what it allows us to see is how connected the brain and the nervous system truly is. And then after we've checked that reflex, we'll then do a kind of a pressure test on different Mm -hmm. regions, different levels of the spine Mm -hmm. based on those scans, those technology points that we gathered um, from their very first day, Mm -hmm. right? And the most recent assessment and see how that reflex improves. Mm -hmm. So we're able to truly see where to adjust and where not to adjust. Yeah. And where your nervous system stressed that day and where it's not. And so by focusing on those few individual areas, make those small adjustments. Uh, We actually use an instrument to provide the adjustment. It's called Mm. the integrator. Mm. And a couple things that we love about it, number one is that it's very, very gentle Mm. to the touch. Mm -hmm. Um, So it releases and fires at a really quick frequency, but that makes it very gentle for small kiddos as well as Mm great-great-grandparents, right? Um, It's also very specific. So we can individually contact just the one segment of the spine that needs to be adjusted. Wow. And then in addition to that, it's reliable. So between the two of us, we adjust the same way if we use that technique. And so they'll feel the exact same. You have two sets of eyes in your care, but overall the assessment is the exact same and we get better results because of that. And so as we make those few adjustments, we make those few changes and that's all that's needed. And then what we know is that the body then takes over 
Mm. The body was designed to heal from the inside out. And the true magic happens between those visits in our office as the body self-heals, mm. self-adapts, and makes those changes it needs to. That's so cool. I'm like processing all of that information. Know, it. <laughs> it is a lot, but it, it's really powerful. So for those who may not be familiar with the role that your nervous system plays mm. in your body, in your life, can you talk to us a little bit about that? And for the person who's like, well, why wouldn't I just fix my back pain? Like, mm. why am I not going after symptoms versus the nervous system? Like, yeah. what is, what, maybe even what is a nervous system? Why is it important and why should we care about it? Yeah. So think about the fact that your heart is beating, your lungs are breathing, your stomach digests the food that you consume. Thousands of other functions occur without you having to consciously think for them to happen, mm -hmm. right? And that's because your nervous system is the master system of the entire body, right? Your brain kind of acts as the control center of your nervous system. <clears throat> and you can think of the nerves as your the roadways or pathways that take messages from brain to body. What can happen as we go through our life is our, our bones can actually come out of proper alignment and that ultimately puts stress, stress over time on those nerves. And so it's like a roadblock, right? The message that that brain is trying to deliver via that nerve is unable to get through. There's aches, pains, and ultimately some form of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So the approach of neurologically based chiropractic care is to find, like determine where those disconnections or roadblocks are and then with very gentle and very specific chiropractic adjustments, alleviate the pressure over those nerves. And this is not a quick fix model, right? This is not a sure. one, one and done. You come in, get adjusted once, and you're healed, right? Mm -hmm. Think about the fact, let's say you got in a car accident 10 years ago and the trauma that that had on your nervous system. And 10 years later, now you're seeking chiropractic care, right? You go in, you get adjusted. Your body has grown. Your nervous system has grown accustomed to the way that it's been positioned for 10 years, mm -hmm. right? And so we, we adjust your nervous system. We adjust your spine once. <laughs> and you feel great for a couple of days. And then you come back and you, you, you feel that you've kind of gone back to where you were before. And that's because your, your, the ligaments, the muscles, the tissues surrounding that area have grown accustomed to where they were. And so when we reposition it with, the, with uh, our technique, you feel uncomfortable. There might be a little bit of discomfort. You might feel sore. And then a few days later, you're, you're, the, the segments within your spine want to pull you back into that position you were before. Mm -hmm. um, and so this idea of a rate and rhythm that's consistent with the, the stress that your nervous system is experiencing is super mm -hmm. important. Um, and that's why we, we want to be very preventative in the way we approach and a very wellness-based clinic. Um, this idea of getting on a rate and rhythm that allows for your nervous system to respond and mm. adapt to the stress that you're, you're being placed with or that you're experiencing um, to really see your health flourish. That's awesome. Yeah. Our nervous system, like you said, is so important. And I think you get used to a state, right? Like sometimes when you're in so much pain and you don't even realize how much pain you're in because you just kind of adapt and you're, you're used to it. Mm -hmm. And what a gift it would be to have that care for younger kiddos whose bodies doesn't have time to like get stuck in yeah. different um, positions. So I want to talk a little bit about what we talked about at that expo was I explained a little bit about my son. Um, I've talked about it on the show a few times. Um, I have two kiddos on the um, autism spectrum, um, ADHD, all the things. And um, we've tried a lot of different things Um many, many things. And my middle one gets dysregulated frequently. And I loved the analogy used about the gas pedal that really helped me be like, yes, this is what he's experiencing. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah. So one thing that we like to relate, like you said, the nervous system to is a gas pedal or the brake pedal in a car, mm-hmm. right? Um, we know that when you're laying on the gas, you're accelerating super fast, right? We compare that to the side of our nervous system that we call the sympathetic mm-hmm. side of our autonomic nervous system. Lots of big words, right? But what it just means is like our fight or flight response, yes. which is important, right? Mm-hmm. If you're being chased by a bear, you want that turned on yes. at 100% <laughs> so you can escape to get to safety, right? So there is a time and a purpose for mm-hmm. that sympathetic or fight or flight response, that accelerator. Yep. Well, on the flip side, there's what's called the parasympathetic side. And that is what we call rest and digest. Well, that's very important as well. Mm-hmm. Well, crucial to our nervous system is that ability to switch from one to the other, mm. right? Time and season for each type of response. Yeah. But what we're finding in our community and people, practice members that come into our office, especially younger and younger kids, mm-hmm. is that they're in that sympathetic, they're stuck yeah. on, is mm-hmm. what we say. That stress is stuck on, that gas pedal is down to the floor and it's not letting up. Right. And what that leads to on a consistent basis is some of those areas that you mentioned, kind of like that dysregulation, mm-hmm. that inability to adapt to their surroundings, um, higher stress levels. Yes. We see that come out in different social situations, school, mm-hmm. interactions with siblings, even par- towards parents. Just a Tuesday night. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so our goal is to assess the nervous system to find mm-hmm. those areas that we talked about that need to have some stress or release some of that tension on that the function, right, of this of the nervous system and allow the body to get back to mm-hmm. being able to regulate, yeah. to turn on that rest and digest, to slow things down, to heal, to sleep, to digest. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to see as we start getting someone adjusted on a consistent basis is mom's coming back and they're like, my son slept through the night. Oh my gosh, He's yeah. handling school so much better. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that they introduced into his life was consistent neurologically based chiropractic mm-hmm. care. And one thing that we will always tell people is that chiropractic care doesn't cure blank. It doesn't right. treat blank. But what it does do is optimizes function mm. within the nervous system so the body can do what it's designed to do, yeah. which is to regulate, which is to adapt. That's awesome. And I think we talked a little bit about this idea of a kiddo that just on a dime is having a temper tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go from being pleasant to a barracuda, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just really yeah, that's upset. That's a good, good analogy. And uh, this idea of the fact that, think about that gas versus brake pedal on a, mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10. Let's say that their threshold is an eight mm-hmm. and their resting potential is at a seven, mm-hmm. right? That's how they normally function because the accelerator is turned up, the stress is stuck on, right? Mm-hmm. Think of how close they are to threshold. And so for, as a parent, for you as a parent, it's like, wow, what, what did we do? What caused yeah. them to to have this episode, right? But what we don't understand and what we don't recognize in a kiddo mm-hmm. like that is that they're so close to threshold. So one thing yeah. can tip them over the edge. So this idea of this gas versus break neurologically based chiropractic care is to turn down where their resting potential is so that they are able to grow mm-hmm. and they're not in this constant protection mode, yeah. right? So that they have more wiggle room, right? They're they're not as as stressed, their their mm-hmm. nervous system is better able to adapt and they're farther away from the threshold um, because we've been able to turn that down through consistent care. Yeah. I love the way that you guys are able to explain that because it just, when you have a kiddo that like you're describing, it so resonates, at least for me. And there's many people I know in my circles who are struggling with the same thing. And I feel like we're seeing it more and more in kids, which is interesting. I don't have an idea why. I mean, I guess there's a lot of hypothesis, but mm-hmm 
maybe we're more aware of it because my mom, she's like, oh, you threw temper tantrums when you were little too. You grew out of it. And I, what I, from what I remember, I was, they were pretty significant. And now watching my son, I'm like, this isn't something that you can just wait to grow out of because mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can see how stressed he is. He goes from like, like exactly like you said, like a super calm, fine, everything's fine. Something happened. It could even be like something like a thought that he has in his brain and then he turns yeah. into this. So, so the one question I have, oh, I have a lot more questions, but <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> oh gosh, we're running out of time. But the question that I have is early on, when you're talking about like newborns and getting adjusted and, you know, that it's not typical for a newborn to be super fussy and, and those things, you know, I think back to when they were all newborns. I'm like, oh man, did we miss some things? But my son specifically... He didn't crawl. He just scooted on his butt. And I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Um, and I, everyone was like, that's so cute. I mean, we have videos of it. Everyone thought it was really cute. Talk to me about if that's something to be concerned about or not. And like skipping those milestones, if that's a sign or something to think about as a parent. Yeah. And you're... You bring up a very good point. We see different kiddos coming into different stages with different mm-hmm. histories, mm-hmm. right? Different experiences. And yeah, in the moment, maybe it's a little cute. Yeah. You know, when there's, there's, you know, crawling around mm-hmm. or they're skewing themselves around. But we know there are what we call developmental milestones mm-hmm. that are crucial. And they're called milestones for a reason. Now, one thing I would like to speak to you and to every parent yes. out there is you did the best with what knowledge you mm-hmm. had. Right. A lot of people don't even realize there's pediatric chiropractic care yeah. at all. Right. And so, whatever stage of life you're bringing your kiddo in, you're bringing them in. Mm-hmm. And sooner rather than later is always going to be better. And mm-hmm. so, to, to speak to that, there are things that we can do to help kiddos catch up, mm-hmm. right? By making mm-hmm. sure that the nervous system is well connected, communicating. We'll mm-hmm. see some of those breakthroughs. And that's, that's another fun thing to see is kiddos that were maybe deemed, oh, they're developmentally delayed in yeah. this aspect of their life, make big steps in progressing, in mm-hmm. progression, you know, faster than ever expected once they started seeing, you know, consistent care in our office. And so that's what I would speak to that a little bit more um, is that not celebrate, but to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. you're doing the best that you can with the knowledge that you've gained. And now that you know this, mm-hmm. let's get those kiddos checked so yeah. they can make the changes that they need to. Yeah. Excellent point. Thank you. I think one of the biggest struggles is that people, they come in and they have been given a label. A medical diagnosis is is not insignificant, right? We don't mm-hmm. want to minimize that. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we limit our ability to heal and our ability mm-hmm. to function uh, because of a label that we've been given. Yep. And so our, our focus and our goal is to help people understand the unlimitless potential that your body has, right? You were designed to Mm self-heal and self-regulate. And a lot of times through different traumas and experiences we have, our our body's not able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so the the real miracle is that your body was designed that way, right? Mm -hmm. And so chiropractic care is really just meant to unleash that potential. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we never say we treat or we cure a specific condition because we don't, right? Mm -hmm. Your body is able to respond the way that it's designed to. Mm -hmm. And we just, we get to watch it happen in our office. I love that so much. And I think that's important because I've experienced that in my own life that labels are, they serve a purpose and a role. And it's important because it like helps us understand and describe a series of symptoms that we're seeing. And, you know, then there's all the things like it helps you get into the programs you need at school, all the things. And it can definitely put you in a box or you feel Mm -hmm. powerless, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is, something that my like my body's happening to me and I can't do anything about it. So 
I'm just stuck. And so I think, at least for myself and hopefully for everyone listening, it's really encouraging to be reminded that labels are there to help us kind of understand what's happening and going on, but that it's not where it stops and it doesn't mean that something couldn't be different. And there's so many different ways to help get back to doing whatever you you want to be doing. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, I see, I just brought you in here to make me feel better. <laughs> so uh, with our last, uh, let's see, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, I'd love to talk about the messiness that you guys have been in, in building your space and creating this business and maybe like what your hopes and dreams are for your business, what your fears are, any of that. Well, it's been well, messy. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. quite a bit. It's, been a, it's been a journey. Yeah. Um, one thing that we touched on earlier is that we had decided that we wanted to open together around this time last year. And mm-hmm. I I know, anniversary, kind of excited, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Um, so I was still currently working at that other office. And mm-hmm. so one of the first things that we kind of encountered was this timeline Yeah. where I'm finishing up a contract in Texas. Dr. Todd moved here in January of this year to start the networking process and mm-hmm. starting to put work in here in Arizona and truly just that was one of the first things that we encountered yeah. right was working me somewhat remotely flying out only a few times yeah, throughout couple, the year a couple times every couple, other month yeah. just trying to get here but just being able to communicate and talk through mm-hmm. a situation that some would say wasn't ideal yeah. right logistically and I think we've learned that even after moving here that that's part of the process mm-hmm. <laughs> is there's the ideal there's what we think is going to happen, how everything's going to line up, whether that's the construction side of things, whether that's the networking side of things, whether that's even technology, right? Mm -hmm. There's always going to be hiccups, but recognizing that throughout that process, we could continue to like rely on each other Mm -hmm. and support each other and keep each other sane. He's really good at, you know, calming me down when I'm stressed (laughs) with something, even if it's a a bench that we're building from scratch, you know? And it's one of those things that understanding that the ideal doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. But what our messy middle looks like is going to be our messy middle and kind of owning that and growing with that. Yeah. One of the things that a good friend of mine said when I was really on that edge of like, do I start my own business? You know, I have three kiddos, all this responsibility. Do I take the leap? What do I do? Was, you know, somebody, you're going to have an amazing story to tell mm. at some point. And like, this is all part of the story in your journey. And for me, it was like, if you're going to encourage other people to do this and like say, you know, business and entrepreneurship and all the things, like get on your journey because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And so just owning the like, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows all the time. Right. But I do think having a partner really helps because my business partner and my other business, she helps ground me so much. I'm the one who's like, ah, everything. <laughs> ah. And she's like, okay, calm down. You know, what do we need to do? I can relate. To so I was well, just yeah. going to say, is that the dynamic here? Or, or Dr. Todd, do you get you know, stressed as I well? I feel like there's different. I think one of the coolest things in having a, a business partner is that we we both have different strengths. And I think even throughout this year, as we've been preparing to get open, we've we've recognized some of the strengths that I have, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also mm-hmm. some of the weaknesses that I have that Dr. Carson would consider a strength. Nice. And so we have a lot of friends who have opened up themselves without a business partner. And so we were we kind of struggled with that a little bit too, because a lot of our mentors said, "Hey, you should do it alone. You should each mm-hmm. open your own." And Looking back, twenty like hindsight is always twenty twenty. Looking back, we're we're extremely grateful that that we are you know attacking it together and that we're we're really going together as a team. But I definitely think that was something that we struggled with too. That it was yeah. just kind of not naysayers because they as mentors they weren't naysayers, but 
They just had, they had a different story. Mm-hmm. And so kind of recognizing that our situation was unique to us and that it was mm-hmm. going to be inspiring in its own way and it was going to be fun and it was going to be challenging. Um, and just to accept that and move forward, I think was a huge, a huge challenge. So. I love that. And I think that's so powerful is when you have people who either bend to where you want to go or you have mentors that you greatly respect and they have a different opinion than yours, it can be really hard to decide to do something different. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you guys were able to just trust your gut and know what was right for you um, is really powerful because sometimes that's really hard as a business owner or just as a human. So my husband has recently come into my business and now Mm -hmm. we're partners. And that provides a whole nother set of opportunities <laughs> and potentially challenges you making me think about this operating agreement. Because obviously yeah. our marriage is um, the most important. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for me newly forming a partnership with somebody that's obviously very important to me? Yeah. So when we were creating our personal agreement with each other, um, we actually individually made notes Mm-hmm. Um, of things that we wanted to discuss, things that we wanted to see in the office and in the practice. And then we, after we had com- each compiled a list, we brought that together into one. Mm-hmm. And then it, that was what helped us have really crucial conversations about, mm-hmm. hey, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this situation? Or if we have a disagreement, how are we going to come mm-hmm. to, you know, make a conclusion? And so I think that was really helpful for us. Um, and just having the, the, the really tough conversations. Yeah. Um, but similar, kind of what Dr. Carson was talking about earlier was that we know what's important. Our friendship and our mm-hmm. relationship as friends is is super important to us. And so there's not anything business-wise that we're going to let come mm. between that. Mm-hmm. And so if there is a situation that's becoming an issue, we're we're good at, we just call it like it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if there's an issue that we're having or if there's a, a frustration that we have, we're, we're very willing to express that and then work through it as a team. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. And with that too, I feel like with the operating agreement, it almost gave us a set of like principles or values mm-hmm. that we found that. common ground in. Yeah. And so I think you and your husband would be able to do the same thing, obviously, yeah. with the, even this new business venture mm-hmm. that you guys are going on. And then you can kind of fall back on those things. Yeah. And so now we're going through the build out process and construction. And there are so many different decisions to be <laughs> yeah. made. Yeah. But then one thing that I love is the doctor title will be like, okay, is this like a make or break type mm. decision? Or do we just need to pick something and move on? You know, and that kind of helps us focus on what truly matters. Like we talked about the colors of the walls. Yeah, they're important. But it, mm-hmm. if it's this color versus this color, mm-hmm. that doesn't make a difference if someone's going to have a good experience yeah. interacting with us. You know, mm-hmm. like what are those bigger decisions? Let's fall back on those things that we are in agreement and congruent on and move forward. Yeah. And so I think it just makes every decision so much easier, so much more unifying for us because we've already established that. Yeah. For sure. Those have been funny conversations where it's <laughs> like we're we're like discussing something and it's like, okay, does this really matter? matter. You know? Like why are we spending like, so much yeah, time? Is someone that comes into our office gonna be upset because we, we your did baseboard this. is yeah. square first. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. It's yeah. a small detail and then we just laugh about it. We're like, mm-hmm. you're right, let's just pick something, we yeah. feel good about it, yes. let's move on. Yep. Yes. There is so it can get so overwhelming when you're building out a space with with so many details and minutiae. Um so it's good to see like pick your head up and see the the forest. Through the trees, <laughs> right. I think is the, the Sounds same. about right, yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay, so your office is opening officially next month, December 8th? December 5th. 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 Yeah, Monday. Yeah, that Monday. Yeah. Okay, and you're accepting appointments. Mm-hmm. Are you, You're accepting them now, right? We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell everybody how they can get connected to you, um, how they can book appointments, talk to you, ask you questions, all the things. 
Awesome. So yeah, we are, like you said, starting to see people on December 5th. We are scheduling people. That's how we met you, right? At the mm-hmm. event as mm-hmm. a vendor, we're just trying to get out in the community and educate yeah. and then give people the opportunity yeah. to learn more about their nervous system and come in. And so different ways you can reach out to us. Obviously, we have a website, you know, www.edifiedchiroaz.com. Mm-hmm. You can learn more about our technique, what to expect on those first two initial visits, learn a little bit more about us and all of the above. You can also check us out on social media, right? So Facebook, mm-hmm. Edified Chiropractic, Instagram, Edified Cairo AZ. And uh, you can even give us a call, I guess, to give our number <laughs> yeah. as well, yeah. 480-903-8008. We'd love to schedule an opportunity for you and your family to get your nervous systems checked and start chiropractic care. It's awesome. And so if somebody has a question or is nervous, can they just reach out to you and shoot you a message? Yeah. So on our, they could do that on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, they could also do that on our website. We have mm-hmm. uh, an email listed as well if they feel more cool. comfortable doing that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Plenty of different ways to okay. contact us for questions. Wonderful. So. <laughs> so I want to close with one last question. If you were to give advice to another uh, fellow business owner or potential future business owner, what would, advice would you give them or what resource? That's a great question. I, know. I should have given you some warning yeah, instead of just copying that, that on. <laughs> um, first thing that comes to mind for myself, I'll let Dr. Todd answer as well, is to recognize that there's no growth in your comfort zone. I'll be totally honest. You reached out about this wonderful podcast. And initially I was like, oh, heck no, we are not doing that. That is not something that I'm super comfortable with. Yes. But he turned to me and he said, you know what? There's no growth inside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful opportunity and we love connecting with you, Jen. And so mm-hmm. for me, I was like, okay, you've convinced <laughs> me. And it's one of those things that time and time again throughout this build-out process is try something that's maybe a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Go to that networking meeting, you know, approach that bank for that loan. Mm-hmm. Every interaction that you have, it's a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but looking back, it's all been worth it because we've seen the growth in us and even the people that we've reached that we maybe wouldn't have yeah. originally if we didn't have that mindset. I love that so much. I remind myself of that all the time because I think being an entrepreneur is never comfortable. Like I, I've been around them for my mm-hmm. whole life and I've never seen anyone <laughs> like, oh, this is so comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And then even when you're like growing and healing to your point of like healing sometimes is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. growth and change and like stepping into like a different possibility or reality because I think sometimes people think like I'm always going to be this way or I'm always going to feel this and that change as much as we want it intellectually it can be really scary Mm -hmm. so I think that's a great reminder for everyone thank you I would say that uh it's really important to make it find a community and establish a network Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we we have some really great mentors who have continued to pour into us. And anytime we have a question, we reach out, hey, how do we handle this? Or mm-hmm. how do we take care of this situation? Or even, I mean, there's so many things, construction's crazy right now and everything's <laughs> really expensive. And so when we were looking to do our build out, there were a lot of things that we had to assume responsibility for and say, okay, we're, we're going to handle this. We're going to figure this out. And a lot of things that we just haven't known how to do, but okay, we're going to figure it out, you know? And so just creating a community of people who can act as a resource for you or can mm-hmm. kind of fill in the gaps where you can't has been huge for us, mm-hmm. has been really just some blessings from heaven that we've received. Mm-hmm. Um, people have just walked into our lives or people that we've met who have just really been incredible mm-hmm. and really filled the gaps that, you know, months ago we were like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And now we're meeting with people and they're like, hey, we can help you, mm-hmm. you know? And that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't reached out and, and tried to, create a community and, and a, a network of people who 
are really just want to join this passion project with us. Absolutely. I think you guys do a beautiful job of explaining your mission and there's so much heart behind what you're doing that I think it's easy for people to be like, yes, tell me how I can help. And you're so right. Community is so important. And sometimes we feel like we have to do this all alone. But when you connect and you pour into people just as much as they pour into you, then you're like, oh, wow, this is a lot easier than it would be because I have all these people showing up. So absolutely beautiful. Well, I think we are out of time. Thank you both for joining me. I love this conversation. Provided so much help. Thank you. It's been really fun to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You have been listening to the Messy Middle Podcast and Radio Show, presented by Mother and Founder Co. We hope you have found a few pieces of wisdom to help you navigate your own messy middle. Be sure to subscribe to The Messy Middle on your favorite podcast platform. And follow Jen Burwell and Mother and Founder Co. on Instagram. Remember, beginnings are usually scary and endings can sometimes be sad. But it's the middle that counts the most. Until next time, stay curious, kind, and messy.